Well, hello there, you fantasy calligraphers. 11 of you are still in the playoff race. I don't know if 11 of you know that, but 11 of you are still in the playoff race. And this is coming down to be one of the craziest playoffs we've ever had. So, yeah, I mean, get excited, folks. Uh, Guys, 11 are in the playoffs, and we'd have to go to, you know, standings, but the other five all could get the one seed. Now, Tim is tanking, so that won't happen. But if Tim set a lineup this week, the other five are all competing for the one seed. Well, Scott is tanking too. Yeah, that's yeah, the real so question. The debate that we spent the first 30 minutes of pre-podcast recording discussing is why is Scott tanking? One of us thinks that's a good idea. Three of us thinks it's a terrible idea. So uh, Hey, that one was quickly convinced to go the other way. <laughs> Realized he did not, in fact, have a game in hand. A horrible, horrible idea. Um, but... What do we got on store? Well, right now, Dave is going to, for our benefits, I mean, I guess we could talk about it first week. So we'll talk about what happened last week. But the biggest and most important thing that we're going to discuss is how 11 of those teams can still make the playoffs. Now, four of them are already guaranteed. We'll talk about different seeding outcomes. But what we really, what I think our audience really cares about is what happens with those remaining seven and how can they get themselves into the playoffs. So first off, can we just say thank you, Dave, for doing all the math and figuring all of this out. All right. Now, <laughs> let's get into what happened last week. We'll go really quickly over this because I don't think anything's too important. There was no good game last week. That's the <laughs> one thing. Joe's Primo team crushed Philly Citywide 98-49. to Darnstown Drew Drush destroyed fancy footwork 135 to 92 the home run hitters trounced the pains making nachos 91 to 44 frederick scrubs in maybe the biggest upset and what really affected a lot of outcomes lost to the punks cantani pensive parakeets 107 to 91 uh well you know what i'll skip on to breezewood nuts Rushed uh, the Maniac Loose Cannons 159 to 82. And then the other really important game, Lewisburg Luchadors beat the Ionsville Cartographers 108 to 93. And then we've got the best TDs losing to Mike Ryan 104 to 70. And Vienna Rams are the best losing to Monocacy Streets meets 125 to 155. So we, we had three pretty crazy games actually this week with the top. Three teams all losing or deep? I, I I wasn't sure. Wait, I guess not quite. Not quite. Yeah. So not, Tyler, not, Tyler, Tyler, were you the third seed before this? Uh, actually, Dave, weren't Dave you? Was, you Dave, were Dave the third seed? Yeah. Okay. Last so week, he was the you? third. Oh no, were you the four the weird... seed? He yeah, should he have was been the third seed. Well, he wasn't, unfortunately. Even though he probably should have been, um, but he but, was leading our division. So you had three division leaders go down in flames this week. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Not according to the site, but yes. In our hearts, you were the division leader. <laughs> yeah. According to the site, Tyler was already leading the division. It foresaw this week. Yeah. Kind of, kind of horse crap there, but um, it got it right at the end. Like we said on the last pod, it's going to shake out in week 14, depending on how yep. all these games go. Yeah. I do feel uh, like um, we're going to, we're going to spend the rest of this podcast on, on the side pod. So let's do something real quick. I'm going to go over the, the money uh, real quick. I'm not going to go through the whole money update, but just the side pot last week, the winner was Breezewood Nuts with sweeping both of them, by the way, with just a monster. God week. damn it. Monster week, um, but swept it by by a good margin. 
Um, the, the, the award was week 13 team averages. It's basically how points scored over your average. Um, and Breezewood nuts came into that game scoring 102 points a game, blew it out of the water with 159. Um, only a, a bunch of teams actually passed their team average. Right. And so I'm going to throw this little trivia question and see what you guys, uh, if anyone can name, uh, the teams, obviously Breezewood, uh, uh, and Darnstown passed their averages right with the three highest scores uh this week can you guys name more than half the league surpassed their average on the season can you guys name the other six teams uh, okay i'm i'm gonna I remove have, myself from right this now because i did a spreadsheet earlier in the week trying okay. to figure out if i could win so okay. i have it open already byron can you name the six fancy footwork keep going all right, let's go Lewisburg Luchadors. Keep going. Let's go. All right, let's go Mike Ryan. I'll keep going. Okay. So luckily I can just get um, Joe's Primo team. Keep going. Home run hitters. Keep going. Vienna Rams are the best. You missed two. I missed two. Okay. Mike Ryan was not over his average. Mike Ryan is uh, way below his average. He averages 121. He's one of the best teams in the league. And um, you said Joe's Primo team. Joe's Primo team missed his average by 0. 0.04 <laughs> points last week. No, it was not. Dave, you got a shot at the other ones? Uh, there's two others. Two others, I believe. Um, if I named that correctly. Or just one other. Might just be one other. Yeah, he said home run the, hitters, right? The loose, loose cannons? Yeah. Uh, uh, not the loose cannons, no. Um, it would be Punxsutawney, who was not named. Um, five oh, points over his average. Okay, yeah, that no. makes sense. Yeah, it's because no. their font's so small. That's what it is. Yeah. No. That's All right. what it is. Let's go on. Yeah, let's go to the thing that people actually care about, which is playoffs. Playoffs. I got to stop repeating that. But anyways, Dave, just just what's it going to take? First off, I guess, what are the four teams and how can the various seedings go with the four teams that are in the playoffs? Yeah, so I'll say all this with with a grain of salt that uh, or the caveat that this is what I believe is how the site calculates everything. Um and I'm, I'm pretty sure this is all correct, but it might not be. So we might all wake up Tuesday morning surprised. But um, as of today, four teams have clinched playoff berths. Three of those have clinched their division. Um, kind of go through easiest paths here, but Frederick Scrubs with a win clinches the one seed. Um, Imesville Cartographers with a win and a Scrubs win clinch the two seed. Um, with a win and a scrubs loss would get the one seed streets meets, sorry, street meet, uh, is currently the three seed. Um, they are in with a win with a win and a cartographer's loss street meet would actually overtake the two seed. Um, and team Drush is in Drush with a win and a street meet loss would move up to the three seed. Um, now I said earlier, uh, three of those teams have clinched their division. 
the Ironsville cartographers will win the Mahomes division. Oh, and we might have to hear that division name again next year. Uh, Frederick, you're not my Mahomes, so you you can hate it. But Frederick Scrubs will win the Stucco Club division, and Dardstown will win the Tenderoni division. Got a feeling that name's going away. That is gone. <laughs> now in the DDs division, there is a we'll call it medium chaos example. Um, if and this is a somewhat likely scenario. If Mike Ryan can take care of business and beat Tyler, if Rams are the best, takes care of business and wins, and then if the Puxatani Pensive Parakeets, who are big favorites, win, we will have, and assuming Drew wins against the tanking team, we will have four nine and five teams, three of which in the double D's division, tied at nine and five. In that scenario, Rams are the best, would be division champions, move up to the four seed. Streets meets, sorry, street meet. You change your name mid-season would be the five seed. Mike Ryan the six, and the Parakeets the seven seed. Now, still with me <clears throat> for the wild card. Um, again, it's pretty easy. Who was the right? seven seed in that scenario? Keats that, Parakeets. Parakeets. Oh, I don't want that. <clears throat> the path. The path to the playoffs um, is somewhat clear, right? Rams are the best if they win, they're in. Pensive Parakeets, if they win, they're in. Mike Ryan, if they win, they are in. If any of those teams slip up uh, or multiple slip up, scenarios where other teams can steal a spot. We'll start with Breezewood Nuts, which you're rooting for on this weekend. Uh, A Breezewood Nuts win with a Joe's Primo team win, with a Mike Ryan loss, with a Rams are the best win, with a Pensive Parakeets win, Breezewood Nuts would sneak into the playoffs as the seven seed. Who's out in that situation? Is it the Parakeets? Uh, it is Mike Ryan would be Ooh. out in that scenario. It's tough. Parakeets won that scenario. <clears throat> yes. Uh, for the Luchadors, they're probably... Um, easiest path is a Luchadors win, a Joe's Primo team win, a Mike Ryan loss, a Breezewood Nuts loss, a Rams are the best win, and a Pensive Parakeets win. Luchadors would sneak in as the seventh seed in that scenario. Now is when it gets fun. I mean, that seems... Despite currently picking uh, as the sixth seed in next year's draft is still alive. With a win this week, a Puxatani Parakeets loss, a Mike Ryan win, a Breezewood Nuts loss, a Joe's Primo team loss, and a Lewisburg Luchadors loss, the best TDs would sneak into the playoffs as the seven seed. Not happening. <laughs> and then the final scenario for Joe's Primo team, <clears throat> they can still get in with a win, a best TDs win, a Mike Ryan win, a Pensive Parakeets win, a Breezewood Nuts loss, and a Luchador's loss, and Joe's Primo team can get in. In other words, Joe's tank. You just don't don't play anybody. Now for the Max Chaos example. So there are seven teams alive. Seven teams could finish at eight and six. Rams are the best, the best TDs, Pensive Parakeets, Mike Ryan, Luchador's, Joe's Primo team, and Breezewood Nuts. 
not probable, but possible. If all seven of those teams finished eight and six, Rams are the best, would get the five seed. Joe's primo team would get the six seed. And Breezewood Nuts would get the seven seed. Luchadors would be the first team out at eight. Best TDs would get the nine seed. The Pensive Parakeets would fall all the way to the 10 seed. And Mike Ryan would get the 11 seed and have the sixth pick in next year's draft. <laughs> Did he not trade that pick away to Tim? No, no, he traded. Oh, he kept that one, right? 24 is what he sent out. God. What is there a scenario where Rams are the best misses the playoffs? Yes. What's that? Well, I don't want to say. Obviously, it starts know. with that loss. All right. I need to know so I can start winning. Yeah. I need to I, I need to know. Um, the best TDs would have to win. Obviously. Um, the Pensive Parakeets would have to win. Mike Ryan would have to win. Um, Joe's Primo team would have to win. Breezewood Nuts would have to lose. And the Luchadors would have to lose. And Rams are the best would finish at the eighth seed. <laughs> oh, that seems very unlikely. Just the the most unlikely is him losing. <laughs> the most and yeah, I mean all you of the I, most extreme situations. Yeah, if we're previewing the games this week, like that's the the that's the second heaviest line or the heaviest line, right? Rams are the best, depending on which site you look at. Uh, it's that, and then the Drush Philly City wide game, right? You two are both. Yeah, it's never a guarantee, right? Yeah. All of your players in your starting lineup could get injured and go out in the first eight minutes of a game. And then you've got, you know, that terrible 50 point week, but it, it's almost a guarantee when you're a 50 plus point favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say, and, and mark me if I'm wrong, but if you look through the games, the most likely scenario, and then maybe I'm, I'm ragging on myself, but I just because of my running back situation, I don't have Taylor. I don't have Kenneth Walker. I'm feeling like the nuts have an advantage over me. So I'm giving the win to the, the nuts. The Luchadors, I think, win. I think Mike Ryan, sorry, Mike, but I think Mike Ryan loses to the hottest team in our league. And then everyone else just happens. Keith loses to Dave. Uh, Joe's primo team, because he's not currently starting a lineup, loses to fancy footwork. And I think that I think I covered all of them. And in that situation, we don't know what the outcome is because we don't know. Mike Ryan would not have played the nuts and the losers. So, yeah. So in that scenario, <clears throat> Rams and parakeets would have nine wins. There would be three teams tied with eight wins for the seven seed being the luchadors, breezewood nuts and Mike Ryan. Uh, luchadors and breezewood nuts have split during the regular season, both one and one. Um, so neither would get the advantage over the other. And in the three-way split, they would all have a 500 win percentage. Mike Ryan has not played either of those teams. So I believe that, good point, that at zero and zero, the site actually would give Mike a 500 win percentage. And then it would come down to the point tiebreaker and vault Mike into that seven seed. We are not sure though. As and who's six in that? In that Mike scenario, punks at zero and zero could be a zero win percentage, in which case it would actually come down to the nuts and luchadors who scores the most points on the season. Which would right now the nuts, the nuts have a big advantage. Wow! Wow! 
Holy crap, what a great season. What a great season. If if Joe's primo team does set a lineup and sneaks in there, it eliminates Mike. And it goes to who wins either nuts or luchadors. And if they both win again, it comes down to points. Oh, wow. That would make a man drink. Mike, uh, Mike drop, lose out of the playoffs for the fifth and most. I, of points. I still have no idea what I'm really rooting for in terms of who will get what I, like, I just don't think it. I, I'm just not even going to think about it. I'm not even going to think about fantasy this weekend because I don't have to worry about the playoffs. Cause that is a mind fuck. I feel like anything could happen. Yeah, I think going into Monday night's game, we should be able to predict. And if any games are close, uh, I think we'll be able to say, you know, if if this player scores X, uh, that this is who, you know, this is who makes it and this is who's out. Wild. Well, I'm just glad that I have the flexibility because I have a lot of late starts. I have the flexibility to fuck with my lineup a little bit. See if I if I need to move down from the three seed to the two seed. I just have options. So I'm I'm gonna make sure that I keep my options open as possible. I guess I, I'm of the mind that like you just I know these aren't real players playing for us with motivations, but I hate like air, air quote resting in in sports in in fantasy in, in fantasy go for the wins pile up those wins that that, that is try to jockey for season. there's there's no logic to that that is terrible logic um if you have a chance and somehow best tds pulls off a miracle win where joe's primo team is sitting there and gonna play somebody in the playoffs or I, joe, or you're getting best your ass. like if you have a chance to play joe's or best tds sure otherwise i'm not sure i'm trying to move around see but I will say that the fantasy gods do do punish hubris, right? Like if you're like, I can, I'm smarter than I'm going to go for this. But there's always that outcome where you know whoever it is, what Joe's Joe's primo team. Who um, I'm trying to think of someone on Joe's primo team. Who, you need, you who, need who, someone. Who's his best player? Zeke, Zeke is it Pollard? Is Zeke? it Zeke? I don't know. Zeke, um, Mac, Mac yeah, Jones could Zeke. throw for 400 yards. Dalton Schultz could catch for two, two touchdowns. Matt Ryan just catches fire. Yeah, yeah, I am. Matt Ryan just goes off for the next three weeks. Jeff Saturday figures out what he's doing. Uh, um, all yeah. right. Well, let's then get into what's happening next week. This might be the shortest podcast we've ever had, gentlemen, even though we've been on the phone already for 40 minutes. Uh, so I have not prepared any lines but i feel like the lines are probably set up already yeah, go if you're site. caring you no. probably have started your lineup uh so let's go with the biggest point differential which is darnstown Drush versus philly citywide Drush is 53 point favorites tyler do you think that is a fair line it's absolutely a fair line even with the two touchdowns you saw from cam Akers last week as just like <laughs> they came out of not nowhere. The Rams had to do something to move the ball, right? Someone was going to get touches there. Uh, and Seattle started the year real nice on defense has looked like crap for about four weeks. Even with those touchdowns, Lamar's out now. Uh, so I don't know where the points are coming from on this lineup. Uh, 53 might not be a big enough spread unless Drew starts to manipulate for seating. Like we were just talking about. This could, 
this could be like a 65, 70 point walk off win for Drew here. Yeah, I mean, you just look. I mean, the fact that I didn't even know Jordan Mason was doing anything. I saw him in the starting lineup, and I was like, wow, man, he's starting a zero-point player. Apparently, he had 51 yards last season, or excuse me, last game. But, uh, yeah, you look through that lineup, and you're like. Yeah, Mitchell was down two weeks ago. And, and Richie James yeah. is your wide receiver. <laughs> you know the season has <laughs> gone south. All right, the next biggest line, I would say, is the Vienna Rams versus the best TDs with the Rams 45 point favorites. Drew, I mean, to be honest, I feel like 45 points is honestly too generous to for Keats right now. But uh, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think it's a, it's a bit gen- generous. If I'm Dave, I'm, I'm throwing Jamison Williams in there just for fun. Um, just, just to be able to play him. Uh, you're not gonna be able to play him again. But yeah, no, it's 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 generous. You don't have a quarterback. Um, you don't have David Montgomery, who's one of your few players left, and you're 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 benching Garrett Wilson for no logical reason, uh, whatsoever for the past few weeks. So you know, I don't see uh, I don't see a path here. Um, in the past, we could kind of like think, oh, maybe, and you know, Debo can give points, especially given Brock Purdy's situation. And no, this is a this is this line's a little bit light. I, I almost. Again, almost tempted would be tempted if we were doing it to lock it in, but uh, it's it's right. And Garrett Wilson, rookie phenom, got to start him at some point over Juju. Who's I mean, granted Juju's had his games, but no, over Kenyon Drake, only less than fifteen points over the past four weeks. Over Kenyon Drake, you you have a flex spot open, and you know, or this week put the Kenyon Drake down at running back and put Wilson in at flex, like. It's an easy. It's been an easy start for the past few weeks, um, and and so I mean this lineup been... this week could legitimately bottom out and be the lowest scoring team of the week here. Um, Jalen Waddle think... was limping around at the end of that <clears throat> Miami game, even though he I came back. That, in. Yeah, I forgot about that. He didn't have a target after after that. So. <laughs> uh, Jamal Williams against Minnesota this week, uh, highest point total NFL over under. Um, do you think Jamal Williams outscores the rest of Keith's team combined? <laughs> no, because Pat Fryermuth gets the Ravens like feast and famine defense. So, like, there's a chance that Pat Fryermuth, Debo, like, keep yeah, it close yeah. to Debo's Jamal the Williams. Thing. And then, you know, that, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be close, Dave. That is the correct call there for sure. Yeah. This is the same as the last game. You told me it was a 60 point spread. I'd still take it. The next uh, widest uh, differential in points, Pensive Parakeets versus the home run hitters. Parakeets, 36-point favorites. Dave, how fair is this line? Um, I, I I think assuming Clay does not update his team, and I don't think he will because he has Case Keenum in there from four weeks ago. Um and has started him every week since assuming clay does not update his line um, or his lineup. I think the line's fine. I, I would lean pen, pensive parakeets just because clay's essentially starting uh, a minimum of three zeros off the bat um, where this gets slightly interesting for me and, and not really, but if clay did set his lineup and put like Nico Collins in there and, put in a non-zero point score, maybe like Marvin Jones in the flex instead of Case Keenum. Um, 
I see them covering, but uh, Parakeet's still winning. But I don't think he does that. I'm going to take Parakeet's winning cover by a lot. Yeah. I will say that uh, the Parakeet's looking a little scarier now that they got Mike White. I mean, uh, not quite. I mean, they were definitely the team that you kind of, if you wanted to see a team at, out of the seven that are currently in the playoffs, not to be like, I mean, Parakeet's is a fine team, especially for a 16-man league, right? But probably the one you would want to face but the team is definitely getting better as the season progresses i mean i like kyler murray i like mike white i like deandre hopkins definitely the best version of his team over the past 14 tony pollard too um yeah so i I agree i think like you know bold prediction is first week in the playoffs one of us gets upset by by pets and parakeets i guarantee you he outscores one of us right in the playoffs sure i almost guarantee that just because one of us will have a bad week um one of the top six so uh that that's something to keep an eye on it's a team that can definitely beat somebody but it is also as you said the team you'd want to face just looking at them all right the next game we need to look at and i think the point spread is off depending on if alex listens to this podcast or not since he does have a chance to actually make this uh playoffs Fancy footwork versus Joe's Primo team footwork being a 30 point favorite. It's because Matt Ryan and Mason Crosby are not current are still currently in Alex's lineup. Both are on by. And uh, I don't know if he's got any other. He's also still has Schultz in over Kittle. I think I would play Kittle, but uh, why don't you talk to me, Tyler? What What's happening with this matchup? Is this a fair line or do you think Alex starts his, his guys? If Alex is going to make the subs here, I think that 30 is a little too wide. Um, but if you look across at the other side, Metcalf with a good uh, Metcalf with a good matchup, ETN with an okay matchup. Tennessee's been good, but not like all world. Uh, like Tampa Bay's defense has been a little soft. It doesn't matter that you checks a fullback every once in a while they go to him. Like there's some, and then Houston and Detroit for the quarterbacks there. So like fancy's going to put up some points this week is the bottom line here. 30 is right until he sets his, if, if he takes Ryan and Crosby out, but it's still going to be fancy should be favored regardless. He's not going to get 30 points out of, I, I don't know if anyone else on that. If Joe's that wins this game, I I'm almost willing to guarantee if Joe's wins this game is because of uh Cowboys defense against Houston. Just go look at the point totals. Houston's offense has given up to defenses, um, and it's just consistently. Um, and they're going back to Davis Mills, who likes QB to one like, numbers. just get off to awful starts turnover-wise uh, lately. They're going to turn the ball over a lot. They might yeah. give up a touchdown. Um, that's just what they do. Um, and so so I think that if Joe's Primo team wins, the, his one of his best chances and angles to win. He's got some players, don't get me wrong, but Dallas Cowboys defense against Houston is his best matchup. I think the other interesting thing is obviously Michael Carter, whether Michael Carter plays, and also if Melvin Gordon gets called up from the practice squad and with the Chiefs offense, because you know the Chiefs would love to use Melvin Gordon against the Broncos and actually, I don't know, have him do well. Uh, I, I do think that division rivals love to kind of rub it in. But uh, okay. After that, I got oh sorry. Just two quick things. So <clears throat> I, I do think Dalton Schultz is the right play over Kittle. Uh, Schultz only scored four points last week. He outscored George Kittle. So um, and and now we got Brock this, Purdy. Brock yeah. Purdy. So 
Um, I, I don't mind that as much as you, Byron. Um, I think if Joe's sets a lineup, uh, it is still a 20 point fancy footwork advantage. Um, fancy footworks quarterbacks have great matchups this week. Sure. Dallas defense goes against Houston. Dak Prescott also goes against Houston. Um, now Zeke also goes against Houston and that helps Joe's primo team. But, um, anyway, point being, I think fancy still wins this, um, and I think went it by a lot. Quarterbacks don't actually like really tear up Houston all that often because they usually just run, run, run. It helps Zeke, but it really helps Tony Pollardine, in my opinion, probably more than Zeke. Um, and so that nullifies to Zeke's top end there. But I agree. I think I think Kittle, the Kittle Schultz debate isn't a debate. They both should be in this lineup if he's setting a lineup. Um, so if there's a switch, <laughs> that, that's a good point. Putting Kittle in, um, uh, regardless. All right. So here's a matchup that right now is much further. It, it, it should actually probably be the biggest spread of the week. Right now on the RTS site, it has Payne's making nachos as 13 points favorites out of the number one seed, the Frederick Scrubs. Uh, we already talked about Scrubs putting in a completely uh, in the worst lineup you possibly could with about six players on by. But assuming that he actually does start his full squad, I'd have him at 80, uh, 90 point, 92 point favorites. Um, Is that too much? (laughs) No, I I think if, um, I think if Tim sees this, Tim's going to get in here. Tim is going to take this up a notch. He is going to put Joe Flacco in this lineup. He is going to put like James Robinson in this lineup. Take Tevin Coleman out. He might get a touch, you know? So (laughs) I think Tim's going to be on the waiver wire. We might see him drop a $9 Harrison Butker. Um, Don't actually do that. That would like mess with things, but we might see it because there are kickers on the waiver wire who have retired and are not actually kicking in the NFL. So I'm expecting those kind of moves from Tim this week. I think we see a single digit performance from Tim. And I think that's too much for Scott. I think Scott, um, you know, he puts up at least double digits this week. Come on, man. You got to set a lineup, get the one seed, finish off the season. Um, yeah, I, I think Scrubs win by triple digits because I think they set a lineup. And I think Tim is. It is. I mean, let's just talk about I mean, it a little longer. We didn't talk about it. Triple digits. Let's here, just Not double, talk triple. about yeah, right. how, after all the players we went to, how dumb it would be to risk not setting a lineup. I mean, yeah, and just losing because, the one seed. Just because you think a favored I am Zul cartographer is just going to lose. They're still favored in this matchup. Don't get me wrong. Like he, he could win, but but Breezewood Nuts has one quarterback, and we'll get into that matchup um in a bit. I just think it's mind-numbingly a dumb Scott's decision. I'm not actually considering this. See, this is to fuck with me a hundred percent to give me this little spark of hope. Like, wait a minute, is this, <laughs> is he really going to do this? And then he's going to start a full lineup and just remind me, no, or half a lineup. Never something you should have had. Because <laughs> it would be ridiculous to me. All right. Now that we've gotten through the weirdest games, let's get to some of the good games. And we just referenced mine. So, I am Zil Cartographers versus the Breezewood Nuts. Cartographers currently nine-point favorites. However, that's assuming Ken Walker plays. Not looking likely right now. So, you know what, Tyler, what do you think? Uh, I really think this matchup only comes down to 
the production of Dobbins and Walker. That's where you're going to win or lose this matchup. Uh, if you look across, you see Tyreek Hill uh, matched up with Justin Jefferson, wide receiver three in Jefferson and wide receiver four in Hill, right? Um, the one quarterback for nuts does scare you a little bit, but his second quarterback is Andy Dalton, uh, quarterback 24 on the year. So not like a stellar improvement over a resurgent Leonard Fournette this past week. Got to double-digit points. Resurgent. Yeah. Hey, listen, it's it's been a while. It's hard out here. It's hard out it's, here. It's hard out here. Running back's been a little, you know, hit and miss Got this Zonovan year. Knight, man, $20. That's right. Zonovan oh, Knight went for $20 because of the – number and depth of running back injuries this year uh yeah so if Dobbins and Walker go I actually think this should be a pretty comfortable win for the cartographers uh if they cannot go this gets real scary real fast and I think nuts might edge it out by single digits in that five to seven point range a touchdown will decide it at that point well I have a hot take here Tyler I I think even if Dobbins and Walker play, I think Breezewood Nuts runs away with this matchup. We'll say more. Uh, yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> hey, go ahead. I mean, think, guys, you don't have to convince me that Russell Wilson is going to have negative points. Uh, I already mentioned the Detroit-Minnesota game, very high total. I think we're going to see a lot of fantasy points from Jared Goff. Um, I think the Brock Purdy start – helps significantly Christian McCaffrey. He was targeted like 10 times after Purdy came in, eight catches. That's where you're going to see the McCaffrey fantasy points um, on the receiving side. Um, Tyreek Hill goes up against uh, the Chargers. We just saw Devontae Adams torch the Chargers. Um, Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, competing for that. Um, what uh, I guess receiving title in the league. So I think we see a big matchup there. Marquise Brown back for the second week. So a little more into the system, granted a backup quarterback throwing to him, but I think you're getting the Breezewood nuts team kind of at full strength and coming off a week where they scored the most points in the league. Um, I, I, I disagree. Um, and, and here's why I think you just laid it laid out, right. You Tyreek Hill, Christian McCaffrey, um, that's, that's kind of the argument in Jared Goff. And, and I'll just counter with, you know, Travis Kelsey, Justin Jefferson, and Patrick Mahomes. And I think that kind of, you know, it, yeah, Pat, Christian McCaffrey could go off a little bit more, but Mahomes is always capable of that. I think it comes down to do Byron stars put up monster games. And if they do, I think he's got a chance. Um, and I think it's going to be a close game if those three players do what they're very capable of and put in the 30-point range um, and, and kind of high 20s and 30-point range. Then I think, you know, the Russell Wilson's going to be throwing. They're not good, but he's going to be down a lot. So maybe he gets a touchdown or two and maybe gets gets 12 points. Jacoby Myers gets a few points here. And then then I think there's another, you know, un, uh, unknown is going to be that Tampa Bay San Francisco game um, as well. And I think um, you, you have two Tampa Bay players in a game that's probably going to be a grindy, grindy, grindy game. Um, and Tampa Bay's defense on the other side, probably going to get a few turnovers as well. Um, I think. This game's. I just think it's going to be close, regardless of 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 uh, Byron's running backs, uh, because I think those things balance out. The uh, the Denver defense is is what third in the league against tight ends. I think Byron's team runs through it's, Travis Kelsey. I agree yeah, with but that it's statement. it's Travis Kelsey. I mean, like, yes, yeah, so you're. Oh, a lineup change. I, I'm not sure. 
<laughs> oh, that's we're going Arizona def- defense against New England. I'm not sure I'd do that, um, but he's doing he it. He likes having the hope Monday night, no matter what you've got. Yeah, him. he's got hope, but but I I, I think Travis. There, there's certain there's certain players that are just matchup room. Right. I think Travis Kelsey is just. I don't care what your defense does against tight ends. Is Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey? I think they're going to find a way to get him the ball. But, but maybe maybe. I don't really even care, to be honest with you. The way that I see it is I probably am good either way. Like, just the way that the seeding works out. Yeah. If if Tyler loses, then Mike is the sixth seed. Or seven, yeah, he's the sixth seed, so I avoid Mike. So, thank God. And if Tyler wins, then I become – I go up against the sixth seed, who is could be anybody, but probably not Mike. I, I think there is a, also a question for, if we're talking about lineup um, for, for Byron at quarterback. Um, do you just bench Russell Wilson because you know that he's going to be sitting there benched for garbage time and there's a good chance he has negative points and you put in Brett Ripien, you know, to get those garbage time throws. Got it. Depending on how this, <laughs> depending on how all the seating goes, that's definitely will be something I consider. Uh, <laughs> knowing my luck, it'll be like Brett Ripien will play and then do well, and then I'll actually accidentally win and play Mike. <laughs> Throw two garbage time touchdowns. Let's let's go. It's so it's so within the realm of possibility. Yeah, I mean Russell Wilson's lowest three week moving average of the year currently, and lowest since week two, week it's- three. It's awful. Yeah, it's been rough. Maniac Loose Cannons versus the Lewisburg Luchadors. An interesting game. Maniac Loose Cannons setting a lineup. He wants this win. I don't think he's going to get it. But the Luchadors right now, only seven-point favorites. Drew. Wild. Wild. Well, because he's setting a lineup. And uh, I guess they're they're assuming Samaji, uh, Joe Mixon does not play. I, I, I don't know where, where he is, but they said he's going to start when he gets back. Um, that's I saw a headline. Cleared so today. Cleared right today. now he's got both Joe Mixon and Sam and He's got both in there. <laughs> well, so there you go. He's playing both sides of this. There you go. Um, and also consider Baker Mayfield. I'm, I'm hearing that he might start Thursday. <laughs> so you want to throw him in there. Um, instead of Darnold, oh. I don't know. He's on bot. Oh, Drew. <laughs> no, he's Thursday. You're that's right. Dave's he heart right now. He's th- <laughs> that's that's a that's a real thing because they don't have quarterbacks. Everybody's hurt. They picked um, up they- since Baker Mayfield. They picked up the fifth year option. Um, granted that was Cleveland, but he's on the fifth year option. So by finishing the season as a Ram, if another team signs him before the Tuesday before the draft, the Rams get a comp pick. For signing uh Baker. How much you want to bet? That's what Les Sneed is reading the book. Like, ah, we'll bring him in. Yeah, but they also don't have any healthy quarterback. Well, that's that's true too. He, <laughs> that's he also a thing that might start. <laughs> he actually might start. It's have his best game in the past year and a half. Um, yeah. but other than that, I mean, you look up and down it. I, I guess there's a, a case to be made that this could be uh this could be close. Um is yeah, there? I, I I guess. I mean, it's not like I, I think he should be bigger favorites. I think he should be more in the 17 to 20, 19 point favorite range. Um, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that Kenny Pickett doesn't have a good game, that Keenan Allen doesn't do anything, that George Pickens does nothing, that Rashad Wright does nothing, that Damian Pierce does nothing against Dallas. Like all those players could 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 really do nothing. Rashad Wright's going up against San Francisco. Like could happen for sure. 
Like it, it could I, definitely be close. I don't think I it's think... just could happen. I think that's actually the scenario you're laying out is yeah it's, more it's... likely than than not that there's some bad games here. It's just the other side is also full of players that can have bad games. Yeah, that's the Thielen, Judy, Moore. Um, you starting two Cincinnati running backs, Trevor Lawrence, Sam Darnold. Like yeah. these guys aren't like fantasy studs. That's why the loose cannons are three and ten. Lawrence is likely to get you sixteen to twenty points. Like very likely to get you that. Um, you know, but other than that, you don't have a guarantee. Can I answer just wine for a moment? Will you just bear with me? Because Justin Fields against all other Mahomes teams has scored only 21 points, 21 points in four games, four games against Mahomes, other Mahomes teams. Against the Ironsville cartographers, he has scored 40 points. So, is it? No, he played you back to back. He did. Yeah, no, no, he scored more than that. He scored 46, 45 points against the Ironsville cartographers, only scored 21 points or 22 points against all other teams in the Mahomes division combined <laughs> well he's never scored 45 points this this season no he's saying in the two games the, the, oh in the two, two ga- games oh combined Come oh on. he oh. he missed all four and games he missed Justin one of those games. yeah he, well, no he will miss will miss two games because he missed one he's on the bye this week and it's less less impressive of a stat because he went over 40 points twice this year oh, it, yeah it, yeah it's actually just it, more mind-boggling that 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 is you know so that Justin, he only combined for 45 against you is actually surprising. Um, it's, and that's the highest combined scores that the highest combined is you at 45. That's, that's actually the most surprising thing. And that's low. Okay. Well, well it's painful as fuck. And not only that, but Justin was talking about rivalry. Well, I have a rivalry now against Justin Fields, So I won't be seeing him next year. Cause I'll probably be a very bad team, but uh, yeah. That's uh so that that's my moment of whining. All right, I I think we've covered every other game. Um, and have well, we let not? Me just chime in on this one. So despite the seven point matchup, um, I'm gonna pick loose cannons to cover, but I think the luchadors win. I think this is a 73 to 71 game. Yeah, a low low scoring, but I think luchadors pull it out. Um, on the foot of Tyler Bass. Nice. Yeah, that's the way I was leaning to, if you couldn't tell from the comment before. Where it's yeah, just and like, the Cincinnati defense, who I think is a good defense. Uh, I worry so much that Cincinnati's catching all the hype train right now, and Cleveland had that like underwhelming performance with he who shall not be named returning to the starting lineup there, uh, Deshaun Watson returning to the starting lineup, and that they're going to come out ready to kick Cincinnati's ass up and down the field. Um, that's that now. That's a weird worry. Cincinnati's a good team. They are, um, and they're a much different team than that week eight matchup. But like, they they sure are. They, they sure are. But we've seen this before, though. So it is possible. Yeah. It's the NFL. All right, can we get to the game of the week? Because that's what I want to talk about. Mike Ryan versus Monocacy Streets Meets. I mean, we're talking about arguably, uh, clearly, two of the top six teams. Looking over the past five weeks, looking probably the top three teams in terms of total points scored. Mm-hmm. 
Mike Ryan right now, is this right? Considered a four point favorite? Am I? No, that can't be right. It is correct that That's the site has him as a four point favorite, but four if you point favorite, it a little also, bit. It's yeah. giving the odds as that's how it was last week for Dave and I. Mike Ryan wins. That's how it Love was. How it's Dave. playing both sides here. Yeah. All right, so let's just each talk about this. Uh, Dave, let's start with you. I mean, what are you looking at for this matchup? What's it going to take for Mike Ryan to win? And streets um, it's going to take more fantasy points than than what we saw last week for Deshaun Watson. It's that. Five, five points last week um, going up against uh, what Cincinnati this week, like we just said. So um, it's going to take that 12 to 16 points, I think, uh, for this to be close. Um, And on the other side, I guess it's it's going to take a non huge Nick Chubb or Josh Jacobs game. I think Tyler has a chance to to kind of blow this out of the water. Kind of what we saw last week. Tyler put up 155 points. Mike put up 105. Granted, Mike won his matchup. Tyler won his. Um, but Tyler outscored him by 50% if if we look at just last week. So um I, I lean towards street meet here to to win this outright. Um not even a lean. This is unfortunately a, a pretty easy pick for me. Um though rooting for you, Mike. Rooting hard. Drew, what what's it gonna take for Mike Ryan to win? I mean, we, we just got it was overwhelming it's, evidence of why, <laughs> why Tyler has gonna win. Give me some hope for Mike. Tyler has three of maybe kind of the, the four or five hottest players playing right now in Amon Ross St. Brown, Josh Jacobs, Jalen Hurts, right? Um, and then he throws C Lamb just being being very, very uh very consistent for, for the most part. Um outside of one bad game so i think it's it's mostly going to come down to th- those guys having a regression to you know some sort of career mean not the mean because jacobs is rp1 and jalen hurts is um up there for his qb1 and 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 uh you know i'm gonna receiver seven they're just gonna have to have down weeks um which they haven't had in a while um i think is is the biggest thing and then you also have to look at you know you have to have the best performance you have to have be making the right starts i think there's a question as to whether um he's making the right starts with swift sanders and harris i I view them all in the same kind of realm and area and and harris is going up against a backup running back quarterback in baltimore so maybe that's going to be a grindy game where he got 17 carries last week he's someone you should consider at least i think he's making the right starts but it's there's a consideration there because swift looked like he's on the up and up um so you, you you just need, as he said, Deshaun Watson to 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 give you that game. But then you also need street. You know, even if he could have a a fine, really good week, kind of where we saw Mike Ryan all season in the one thirties, um, one twenty, one thirty, one forty range. And right now, that's not even enough uh, to beat Tyler, who's just kind of like a, a just one fifty every other week. So um, that you know, it comes down to a cool off. Yeah. You need some help. Do you consider, and excuse me if you, you said this, do you consider ever not starting Watson until he does it? Or do you just have to hope? Uh, no, I, I you start you start Watson. Um, I, I, I think I get the consideration, but um, yeah, I think you just, you, you start, you start Watson. Yeah. Yeah, I think Watson is the high upside play, right? Like, you know, 
it was hard being in Houston didn't work like uh, get shake the rust off. That's the first game. Hopefully he comes back. Luckily you have two games before a meaningful game. Um, well, I mean, actually Mike Ryan is in the playoffs right now, essentially. So uh, it is a meaningful game, but yeah. Uh, Tyler, do you have anything to add to this matchup? How you feeling? How comfortable are you right now? Uh, I mean, we talked about it. I've talked about it with all of you off and on over this season. Uh, even when I've been in this lead position, it's not comfortable because at times all three of the teams behind me have been pushing or I've been in the back of the pack, right? Like this division has jumbled up a lot. So how comfortable am I? Um, not I'm as comfortable as being hammered, sleeping on the sidewalk. Like that's how comfortable I am. <laughs> uh, I think that if Najee Harris was fully healthy and wasn't coming off of two weeks looking one getting injured and then looking injured, uh, I might consider starting him over Deshaun. Um, but between that injury and him not practicing today and the fact that all three of those running backs have been a little boom bust, uh, taking that what we think will be a higher floor with Deshaun coming back, uh, I completely agree with Drew. You take the safety and the high upside of the quarterback there. Um, I, I think this is a game that Mike's team can win. Uh, and I, I think my team's favored correctly on that percentage where it shows 53-47. Um, but it's going to be close. I, I'm going to sweat it out all the way until – probably Sunday night. I don't have anyone going Monday. So. so I have two things I want to add. One, a fun fact, uh, Evan Ingram has scored two touchdowns this year, one in week eight, one in week 13. What do those weeks have in common? Tyler faced Rams are the best. Uh, he does not face them this week. So I'm expecting a dud from Evan Ingram. Um, but I look below that and you know, Byron, you were joking. I forget if it was on the pod or right before, but you have a lot of late matchups. This game at 4.05 p.m. will be Geno Smith and the Patriots versus Eddie Pinheiro and the Los Angeles Chargers, and that's it. Um, we will be almost decided by then. And I, I say this half jokingly, half not, Tyler. Um, depending on where you are, I bet you consider swapping the Chargers defense for the correct. contenders. 100% um, correct. With that over under and what we've seen Miami do at times and what the Chargers defense has given up, um, you you probably are in a situation you don't want negative points and then you're rooting like hell for Arizona to not uh, not lose this for you on Monday. Yeah, I mean, I, I've already thought about it and just setting it now, right? Like I there is a very real possibility the Chargers go negative on Sunday I mean, night. They, they've only done it once this year. So they've only done it once. Um, it was against Jacksonville of all teams, you know, super yeah. high powered offense. Um, they have had decent games, you know, positive games against Kansas city and, you know, twice actually Las Vegas. So we'll see, but yeah, I'd hate for this to be the second time. Mike, it sounds like you're rooting for a Joe's Primo team loss. Like, uh, it doesn't seem like a lot of teams, uh, a lot of the our analysts are favoring you. So uh, Joe's Primo team needs to lose for you. I mean, look, I, I should mention this. 
in years past and even this year, I, I would root for Mike Ryan over any other opponent, right? Like I, I absolutely want to see parody in the fantasy league. I think it makes it fun for everyone. I Mike, to my knowledge has been a team that has been rebuilding for years. And this, like if Mike gets bumped from the playoffs because of a wacky week 14 and this super deep league, it won't feel good to have been, the one who has won and knocked him out. It'll feel good to be in the playoffs. Don't get me wrong, but like knocking out the league, darling, Mike Ryan will not be the way I want it to go. A fucking man to that. All right, Drew, what is the challenge for this week? What is the challenge for this week? Let's take a look. So while, while he's down, looking... it is, I already have, I have it up here. Um, So it is, do you even flex bro? team with the highest scoring flex play i am changing my lineup changing my lineup right now <laughs> we're gonna put uh, jaylen hurts in oh, it looks like do i already have Mahomes in Ooh, ooh, jaylen hurts is in mine you heard it here on the podcast joe burrow is in my flex so um that is the uh, <laughs> side pod i don't really i'm not gonna predict i don't care one of the quarterbacks will win the flex some quarterback like Jalen Hurts or Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes Patty. or Josh Allen. Yeah, and for those of you who are tanking, <laughs> just go put someone good in that flex spot, right? Like if you're tanking, make sure you're tanking and have someone in that flex spot. Try to get some money back. Unless you're Tim and you want to get single digits this week and then they should be on a buy. Fair enough. Um, and then so, we go to – go ahead. It, well, this is a little sidetracked, but – I know a couple people were up at uh, Justin's this weekend and he was kind of thrown out there realigning divisions by um, location. So geographical location and um, kind of re redoing divisions that way. I wanted to throw an alternate out there, guys. What if we did a podcast division and then the four listeners who listen the most are in the second division <laughs> The next four and then and then the four who don't listen at all, we just throw them in another division. No. We should uh, do it, guys. Let's make a super podcast division. I okay. I, I think we should hold on because in when we voted for this, we said five years we would go back and reorganize the things. But I it have sounds to say, made up. I Let's do it. I podcast love division. this idea. Yes. <laughs> I love this idea. So I'm 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 rooting. I still want to go five years. Mahomie division means too much to me because those guys they love the name. Uh, they're really supportive. <laughs> um, so you know I don't want to I don't want to redistribute just you know because I think it would hurt them the most. But after that, I'm all I'm all in for the podcast division. I just don't want to play the three of you. Yeah, twice a year. yeah. That's, that's what it is, to be honest. I don't want to play y'all twice a year. And with respect to everyone listening to the pod, um, yeah, Guys, come you on, you're fighting you for are, the first place. You're you are all better than me at this. <laughs> I don't want that. Um, so uh, we're yeah, all be, we're all going to be Super be Bowl fun. champions after Tyler wins. So I mean, like. Come on. That's that reverse jinx that you were looking for there. Yeah. Um, all right. I can't well, wait for the playoffs, guys. Let's just leave it on that. I, let's I can't go. wait for the playoffs. It's going to be fun. And Tyler, you are the favorite. And, uh, you know, you, you, you bucked what the preseason odds had you as, as kind of being the, the playoff contender. But 
not the favorite and you just you're buying by, by far and away and leave you on but I'd like to say that it's because I saw something in Josh Jacobs that everyone else didn't. But what I saw was we, we a talked about a trade, player, Tyler. That's about it. We yep. talked about a trade we we that I don't think yep. you were going to pull the trigger on. Or we're ready to pull the trigger on. We could wait a few weeks and then it was too late. Um, but we talked about it, AJ Brown for Josh Jacobs and CD Lamb trade. And if that had been pulled, I just this season it looks very different. Yep. <laughs> hey, um, going into the last week of the season. The third through sixth highest point scores in our league are within eight points. Yeah. Wow. And right. then there's a nearly 200 point gap. <laughs> Gentlemen, I think that's the end of our podcast. So listeners, good luck this week. 11 of you are still in it. So just remember that and uh, good luck. Bye. Let's try.